Austin's Big Four Podcast. New news about music and sports every week, sometimes. We're back. A new episode of Boston's Big Podcast, and we have a very special guest with us. Shane Dillon is here. The extremely talented Shane Dillon. Uh, new album out now called A Star or a Lonely Dreamer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, featuring a bunch of Boston artists, Massachusetts-based artists. Um, you play the piano mm-hmm. on the album. You write a lot of the music, most of yep. the music. Or did you write all of the music? Or Pretty much, yeah, all the songs itself. There's a bunch of different rappers featured who obviously wrote their own verses, but like right. all the songs themselves and like the instrumental parts. I so you laid myself. out the, the blueprint and then just bought Pretty much, brought yeah, some yeah. people on, on board <laughs> to... You know, kind of fill in the spaces. Mm. So, um, like I said before, you're like a more talented DJ Khaled. <laughs> Honored. <laughs> way more talented. <laughs> way more talented. And way less obnoxious, too. Let's yeah. hope. <laughs> but, um, welcome. welcome. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. It's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. I've been seeing you guys on Instagram for so long and stuff. So, that's good. <laughs> it's nice to actually be here. That that's is good. good. Thank you. We've yeah. been seeing you, too, for a while. I mean, uh, at least a couple years now. I was shocked to find out you're only 21, actually. Yeah. Sorry. Definitely. I don't know if you want me yeah, giving you It's your all age good. Out like <laughs> Keep it cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. I was shocked to find out how young you are because uh, it feels like you've been in the game for a while. I've been seeing your name for a couple years. Like you said, you linked up with uh, Red Shades and C4. Maybe like two or three, four years ago. Must have been like a couple of years. Like must have been like early like 2019 or so. so yeah. yeah, feels like a long time ago. But yeah, I guess only like two or three years ago. It's crazy because I feel like just like right now I feel like super connected to a ton of different people in the Boston music scene. But I feel right. like it's all like as of like the last two years or so. Like yeah, before that I feel like I really didn't know a ton of people. And just like kind mm. of like I was fortunate enough to meet like the right people, which connected me with other people. And now, now we got an album out. <laughs> so like when. What was the what was the event? Was there like an event where you felt like you finally got introduced to the right people, or was there like a person that opened that door for you? It was. Who can we shout out? Is what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely fairly gradual. I'd say. I'd okay. say it started back in like, back in 2019 or so. I remember in the spring was was kind of that was actually when I had had the idea to do this whole album, and that I had this idea that I wanted to do this project where I had a bunch of music I was writing with a bunch of features from different rappers and stuff like that. And it was crazy, actually, because actually even when I started the album, which is finally out, like, as of last month, even back then, I didn't even know a lot of the people that ended up being featured on it. A lot of them I actually met, like, during the process. Oh, wow. It's just, like, a ton of different areas, honestly. There's not, like, one common place I met people from. Some of it was from connecting at events. Some of it was from, like, my name got passed around from other artists and stuff that I've been lucky enough to work with. And, Hmm. yeah. I think that is like one of the things that probably kind of that's like attributed to consistency is key where like Mm. if you were maybe trying like one avenue or like one venue you kept trying to go to it like hey can I perform here can I perform but you're finding all these other people you're finding the other like-minded musicians and that just sort of grows the network in a way that like it wasn't one person who opened the door or anything yes that that makes a lot more sense that it's sort of pieced together over time and and as the buzz got generated people the, your name kept bouncing around and now people know <laughs> yeah. who you are and you're you're officially part of the scene and i've it's tried interesting how yeah, that happens. for sure yeah i mean like it's still honestly like even as someone like i feel like super like i've been fortunate enough to work with a lot of people that like are amazing like they inspire me but it still feels weird in a way that like i actually feel like part of the scene i feel like i finally kind of like got there yeah, yeah. no you definitely have <laughs> for i sure. mean the names that you're working with i remember when i saw the track list come out 
yeah. I was like, wow. I was like, this is this is gonna be good, you know, because we follow the hip hop scene closely. For and, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the singers on there I hadn't heard of before, but they all sound incredible. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, no, so really you were obviously thing, able yeah. to get some. You've obviously made some good connections uh, in the music I've industry. Tried. Yeah, thanks. Um, so. When did you start incorporating rappers into your music? Like, when did you first start connecting with rappers and kind of uh, getting into the hip hop stuff? I mean, growing up, I'd always like liked hip hop and listened yeah. to it. Like, I kind of started like I started as a kid, like playing piano lessons. I've been playing pretty much my whole life. That's kind of where everything came from. Right. I started when I was younger. I was playing a lot of like jazz and a lot of like instrumental music and stuff like that. But like, like is interesting because I feel like the bridge between like instrumental music and hip-hop or r&b or whatever it is is like especially these days i feel like there's a ton of connections between Absolutely, them both yeah. in terms of both in terms of the music itself and like people that are like doing music and kind of like both both mm -hmm. both situations and so yeah like i think like it kind of dawned on me at one moment this was just like something like i could do like it was a real possibility that i could kind of right. take what i was doing and bring all these other people into as part of it Yep. But then, like, I think kind of, like, the execution was just kind of, like, a whole separate part of it where I just, like, like, I kind of went and did it. And the crazy part is that I feel like, I still feel like when I started, I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing for a lot, like, in, in a big sense. Yeah. But it kind of just, like, I think I just kind of, what, what I'm proud of is that I just really kind of had my vision. I kind of stuck with it and then just kind of figured out all the details, like, kind of along the way. Right. I yeah. feel like not knowing kind of helped you, helped, helps it have that organic feel you know what i mean Absolutely, like kind of yeah. just going through the process instead of laying everything out and saying this is what we're gonna do yeah for you sure kind of just let it happen you make connections along the way you say oh this person would sound good on this this person would sound for good sure. on this and it definitely yeah, goes the vibe you just yeah. go with the vibe no doubt you, you definitely i i had said this to you off mike that you curated that album for sure because mm -hmm. i when I saw the different artists on it, I was under the impression that maybe they would bring their own flavor, their own style, but I was listening to all these songs and they had a coherent sound that all went together yeah. the right way. And I was like, was it, is it really possible that all, the, all these artists heard the basis of, it, of the song and it all happened to work so well together? Uh, but it made sense when you told me that you really composed the whole thing yeah, and the idea yeah. came together. I really appreciate you saying that, honestly, because like with the album having taken so long, that was one of the things I was really like focused on is like, despite having like a million different people featured on it, something I really wanted was to feel like one like cohesive album that you could mm. listen to from start to finish and it would feel like kind of like one body of work, not like a mixtape from a bunch of different people. Right. Yeah. So all that That's spoken big. word poetry was not, you didn't write that. No. So what I wrote was all the instrumental parts, like everything, like the band and everything is playing, and then all the parts that are being sung by the different singers, the stuff wow. I wrote. All the different rappers obviously did their own shit, and the different, like, poets and stuff. Interesting. Because, yeah, I felt like, because there's more than one. You have a couple interludes with spoken word. Mm -hmm. um, Amanda Shea's on there. Yeah, I had Amanda Shea. I was fortunate enough. And then the other one, actually, the one, it's like the second to last track. It's called Moon Girl. It's actually my younger sister. <laughs> yeah, that one yeah, awesome, really spoke yeah. to me, too. Yeah, that's, I mean, there. It's good. it's awesome to have that because alongside the instrumental, you're like, it's like you're floating inside a person's mind as they're like describing something to you, you know, like yeah. with that like airy musicality, but they're like telling you something. So it's visualizing, but you mm. don't feel like you're the way the music is. You don't <laughs> feel like you're really there. You're like watching it. So it's yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. it's such an interesting feeling to have like when you're uh, when you're in those. So I appreciate that you took the time to do that, like yeah. just to be able to make something like that, because a lot of people uh these days the focus is on hits We're looking at hits for and singles sure, for sure yeah you know? no i appreciate you saying that because like i think something like even like as a kid like i always used to love like kind of like the album as an art form of itself where right. it's like kind of like one like 
takes you through like a journey of like different emotions. People don't even like listen that. to albums in order anymore. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm shame, super guilty of yeah. it. I yeah. listen to like people shuffle <laughs> albums and it bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, that like plus I think like kind of like as you were talking about too, like kind of like the storytelling aspect of it is also something that's been super important to me. Is like I think like even growing up, those were always that was always my favorite music stuff where I felt like the artist or producer, whoever it was, like was able to like put something like told like a narrative kind of about like something in their life or just a story in general. And so that's something I always kind of tried to do. Yeah, um, that that is. I mean, I always love the storytelling. And actually, did you have so when you you composed everything and you had that like cohesive uh, sound and in, in mind, like you wanted it all to kind of mesh together. Did any of that come from an original story? Did you give these artists like? Uh, a topic or, or something to go off of or was it like this is the sound and you can write your verse to it kind of in like a broad sense i would say because basically what i did was to start like for each the process to write each song what it is is first like i would write like the little chorus that each of the different singers would perform okay. and with that i mean like they're like fairly short like maybe it's like 16 bars or whatever it is and it like repeats a few times and what I try to do with that is give it, like, enough of, like, kind of, like, an emotional context that it's, like, about something that they kind of have to go off of it yeah. while still being, like, kind of, like, broad enough that they can kind of, like, bring their own personality into it. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely want to give them space. I mean, obviously, having all these different artists who each had their own unique style and sound right. and different, like, kind of sounds and things that they're drawn to, give them space to kind of be themselves and, like, still be recognizable as themselves while kind of being in the midst of this project, which is, like, my work. Yeah. That has got to be interesting, too. Like, you are the master of the work because it's your project, but you have other artists involved, so... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we, we had talked about it's this... It's kind of like you're you're the coach, and they're, you know, <laughs> they're your yeah. roster, and you're kind of letting them use their own skills. They really skills. did their you thing, put though, them, yeah. You put them in a place to, to succeed. Like, that's, <laughs> exactly. that's what good coaches do. Yeah. This was similar mm-hmm. to, like, the painter with the palette kind of analogy. Like, all the different artists are, like, your color palette, and you're the painter, like, creating that painting. But, yeah, yeah. it's, like, all the same. It's You're orchestrating. For sure, yeah. No, I definitely got to give it up yeah. to all the people that are part of it. Though. Like, I really yes. I have a lot of humility to having them each be mm. part of it. Like, such, like, I was a... It's really like amazing to me, honestly, that I was like even just thinking back, like that I was able to get Red Shades and C4 and Kofi Loss and Tayshawn Taylor, like to really be part of my album. Amazing, like, yeah. And Tayshawn and, Taylor, like he, you haven't heard much from him like the last couple of years. Yeah, like I, I get excited anything I, anytime I see anything with his for name. For sure, on it, yeah, no, like, definitely. You know, it's it's been rare the last couple of years uh, to get a release from him. So I was pumped when I saw him on there. Hell yeah, no, yeah. I feel like he honestly is like a poet in and of himself. Absolutely, so he's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, Coffee Lost too. Yeah, Coffee Coffee yeah. Lost. Okay, um, yeah, he's dope. Um, Red Shade C Four, obviously, and like I said, you introduced me to a lot of people I hadn't heard before, oh, so, which is yeah. which is awesome. Jolie Gordon, she's amazing. amazing. Yeah. She did her thing. Both on she's on two songs on the album and then, like the video too that we did. Yeah, she was probably my favorite of the artists except for you. Word. Um, <laughs> who was your favorite of the artists? can't do That's that. That's like, I don't even know if <laughs> I can <laughs> answer that. You're not allowed. You're not allowed Who was your least that. favorite? Who disappointed you the most? Yes. Did, any, did anyone get scrapped? <laughs> Soldier Boy. Yeah. Soldier Boy was the Soldier first Soldier Boy's one. verse did not make the album. <laughs> he was the first verse, so it makes sense. The project yeah. took on a different life, so ended up After not got cut. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because a few people have asked me, like, if I have, like, a favorite song or anything like that. For a while, like, I felt like my That's favorite like asking someone their favorite child yeah they have no, one in a way it was, <laughs> they yeah. have one you know it <laughs> don't lie they'll never say it though <laughs> yeah. 
for a while i felt like it was like whichever song i was working on at the moment was my favorite one mm -hmm. and then sometimes i felt like whichever one i was working was my least favorite one so it was definitely like what's the what's your favorite one to perform that's a good question i think they all definitely have a very special place in my heart but i think having around me with having red shades and c4 mm -hmm. on it that yes. was that's a lot of energy it was stage. really c4 yeah. is an incredible performer yeah for sure red shades too no doubt, yeah. And it's, it was crazy because, like, right before the album came out, a couple of weeks before, we did, like, a little album preview show where I was yeah. fortunate enough to be able to get, like, almost all the artists, like, into the same room to perform. That is awesome. And because I, I remember, like, way back when I started having the idea of the project, I was like, wow, this would be insane to actually get all these fucking yeah. people into the same room and actually, like, perform. And this. you brought that vision to and life. And it actually happened. Yeah, for, yeah, Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's incredible. <laughs> Um, so I also saw you performing recently, uh, playing the keys with CD Rose. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, are there like a lot of artists that you perform with that you're kind of their their go-to guy or you're part of their band? I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Like I've been fortunate enough. Like both like a bunch of people on the album and a bunch of other people have been just like, yeah, like CD as you mentioned. I've played a lot of Miranda Ray yep. with Notebook P. I've done a few shows with, and then a bunch of people on the album too. Like C4 played with a million times. Yeah, it's cool because I think something that I like like to do about with my music is like to balance things where it's like my music, my project, and then also like being part of like other people's vision, other people's production, stuff like that. Yeah, I, think, I mean yeah. that's awesome. Like I think you've become like a recognizable face like in the music scene, and typically when you go to shows like that, like you go for. I mean, I go to see everything, the whole production, but you, the person you recognize is the singer, and then everyone else is kind yeah. of like you know in the background. But I feel like you, you've you put yourself in a position where people go to shows and they're like, oh, my God, it's Shane Dillon. Like they, know, <laughs> they know who the guy playing the piano yeah, is, which yeah, is pretty cool. For sure. That's pretty cool that you've, you've been able to, like, build your brand that way. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think it's, like, a lot of people might think, like, the idea of, like, an artist extends only, like, to the vocalist. It's, like, mm. at the front, like, leading the band or whatever it is. Right. But I think there's a lot of space, like, even as, like, an instrumentalist, producer, whatever, just to kind of, like, do your thing and, like, kind of, like, kind of from, like, the opposite angle in a way where you're, like, kind of, like, using, like, the vocalist that you, like, have or you're, like, able right. to work with kind of, like, the same to, way like, be part the of your sound. use the, the instruments. Exactly. It's just, like, you're doing it the opposite way, but it, it's way more uncommon for whatever reason. Yeah. No, without a doubt, yeah. Because uh, I don't know. Why is that uncommon? It's because people just love the that beautiful voice people just love singers i don't know i think a lot of it is look i mean justin said that if he was six foot iou would have been <laughs> gold so, or platinum you think height has something to do with it? I don't know. he said that i don't know i don't believe i don't believe him when he says that because bruno mars is like five foot three and like is he really yeah <laughs> but yeah so. see you wouldn't know because you we got amazing know. illusions yeah absolutely amazing i actually illusions. never knew that he's super <laughs> short if yeah. you got the face if you got a six foot face then it, that's all that matters <laughs> russ is like five five or something yeah, he's got a he's got like a six foot eight face. That's Russ. So dude, that's why. <laughs> how do I get a six foot eight face? You have like a seven two face, dude. dude. What are you talking about? I don't know what this means. Sound off in the comments if Jack's face is seven four <laughs> at least. We're I talking think growing in your hair long is the key. No, I mean it really happens because like remember I we we were talking about this with this is like a little bit of a tangent. Vin Diesel, I feel like, is actually four feet tall. But is he short? He's short, right? He claims to be six feet. There's no. no way. Vin, there's no way. I want it to be. But he's got a six foot five head, you know? That's what it yeah. is. He looks so like I believe a, yeah. it, like, on camera. But then you're like, at that award show? I don't know. I don't know. But 
damn, why did we do this? Why do we go, oh, singer versus band? The why yeah, do yeah. people care about the vocalist? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm saying like he's made it like so he's almost at the forefront now. When people go to shows, they're gonna recognize the guy on the piano. Yeah, which, whoever's like, up front. Yeah, that's not common typically. So you're you you've got like an eight foot face. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Jesus Even Christ. though he's yeah. sitting down the whole time. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the illusion. It's the illusion. Nobody knows how tall he is. Nobody knows his age. <laughs> yeah, absolute secret. I feel like that's such an important part of like art, though, in a way. Like something that people don't talk enough about is like the image. And, oh, like, absolutely. So much of that to me is like something that you like choose to create. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. like I mean, obviously, it's like tied to like things about yourself, and that you choose to like kind of bring out or enhance in a way yeah. or whatever. But at the end of the day, like really, what people when they like experience music or art or whatever it is, they want kind of like an image that they can remember. And, absolutely. Like, you know, so, I don't know. I feel like all the pieces of the puzzle, like whether it's like the vocalist, as you mentioned, or a performance or like an album or something like that, it's really just about like giving them something that they can remember and like will want more of. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think this this happens. Like there's so many people will call like the band, the lead singer, the band name, like, you know, yeah. like something like that, <laughs> uh, which actually just happened to me. Do you know Gatch? Gatch Tunes? So. Shout out Gatch. They're, uh, they're a band out there. So this is the thing. There is a lead singer who everyone calls Gatch. But yeah. the whole band is Gatch. Mm. So I was I asking see. I was asking the members afterwards, I was like, Are you all Gatch or is he Gatch? And they were like, Gatch is an idea. And I was like, Gatch Oh man, I'm all confused song. now. So would you consider yourself a band, a one man band? Um in a way, because you do more than one thing. Yeah, I think something about my music is like both with the different vocalists, but also, like, with the people playing the band, I don't have, like, one. I mean, there are people I play with frequently, but there's yeah. not, like, it's not the same lineup of people, like, like musicians playing with mm. me as well. Like, I try to, like, mix it up. That's got to be hard to do, too, with scheduling and stuff. Like, yeah, everyone's no, available every weekend yeah, or whatever. Tell so. about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Working with musicians, it's a blessing and a curse, <laughs> as you could say. Mm. But, yeah, something I try to do is I, like, kind of... I guess you could say it's kind of, like like kind of having the image of like kind of what you want the vision to be and like bringing in the necessary like people to kind of like be part of that image in a way. Yeah. Because there are di- there are certainly different like vocalists I'm or different band members I might say like okay like this is the right gig for you to be on or whatever or mm-hmm. like and or like a, a situation where I wouldn't necessarily call like a different person I play with with this other setting or whatever things like that. But I, I definitely like to think about, like, my music, both in terms of people and in terms of, like, just, like, all the pieces of the puzzle as, like, kind of, like, pieces of the puzzle, where it's, like, you have, like, everyone is, like, kind of contributing something to the whole, and at the end, it becomes, like, bigger than all of us. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, is making it bigger, creating that surreal feeling yeah. that the music can give. Like, we've all felt that for music, like, something where, like, where am I? What is this? Like, not like a where am I in a disoriented way, but, like, a what feeling did this just, like, bring me right into, mm. like... Something about, and you can tell when it wasn't just uh, a one-to-one recording. Like this was composed mm. by layers of people, and this was really yeah. crafted. Um, so yeah, I, I do love that. And uh, so I did want to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can hear a lot of like, and you mentioned that you have blues and jazz influence in in the creation of your music. For so sure. yeah, um, I wanted to ask like who your other influences are, artist wise. But I want to guess. One <laughs> Let's or hear it. two, <laughs> for sure. Beethoven. I was getting yes. Is it, so no? I was guessing. So like I was getting like some Doors vibes. 
on interesting in like the yeah, beginning yeah. of the album and i also at certain points was like and this is probably just like the blues jazz parts of it but i thought i was getting like some like led zeppelin vibes so interesting I, I say i don't think i've ever actually gotten the doors as, as oh, like, really? I guess. but that's actually like yeah i feel like like for me like growing up like it was definitely like jazz was like a kind of a big part of like kind of what i was doing musically and then i feel like something that i've tried to do with this album in particular is like it's not just as simple as it's like kind of i'm taking this jazz influence into hip-hop i feel like it's kind of like i'm trying to like kind of be true to like each element that's kind of part of it mm. whereas like with the band there are like moments where they're like getting their moment to shine to as well and it's kind of like i really feel like it's kind of what i try to do is like kind of like connect and bring together like kind of different different like styles or communities or whatever it is yeah in a way where it's like some of the people that are like listening to my album might never have heard like any sort of like instrumental jazz or anything like that before and then some on the other side too like some people that are like kind of like more jazz heads might not have ever heard like or known that they're like rappers in boston they're doing stuff like this mm. and so true. something i've tried to do is like kind of like be true to every part of it that's kind of brought into it where it's something it's like and like really is like the whole is bigger than the sum of the parts and stuff like that and yeah. that kind of that probably requires you to become an expert in all these different areas of music and not like just your ex level of expertise to some extent yeah definitely yeah. yeah yeah no there's not a lot of people like really bringing like i said i don't i don't know of anyone doing what you're doing exactly like a piano player bringing all these people <laughs> together and um and you know writing all these songs and there's not a lot of people bringing genres together like that. I mean, you see it once in a while. You'll see a rock artist collab with a rap artist, but yeah. on an entire album like that, to have it just all a fusion of, of different styles is, yeah. is pretty uh, pretty unique, I think. So, kudos to you. <laughs> Appreciate that, kudos. yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like, at the end of the day, it's like everyone has like their own unique set of influences this is just like by whatever chance whatever situation that i was brought into yeah. like this is like things that i happen to know about and i just feel like i just like had this idea of like kind of what i was trying to say musically and i was like like why the hell not like just like kind of like actually try to like actually like make it happen so at what point did you decide to try to put an album together it's funny because when I started this project, I, it took like two years, as I mentioned. But when yeah. I started, I definitely didn't think it was going to take anywhere near that long. Really? Okay. Yeah. It started as like, it started, basically I started everything with this album that just came out back in like summer of 2019. So about two okay. years ago or so. And yeah, I started like, originally I was thinking it would be like kind of like my intro into kind of working with some different rappers in Boston and stuff like that because that was kind yeah. of around the time that I kind of like started like collaborating like meeting people and stuff like that right and yeah I just started it and I was like I don't know something about it was like like it really like drew me and it was like this is something that's like worth investing time into like like just to like get it out and it was a type of thing it was like it's once I started doing a few things it was like okay I could do this and this and this maybe I could bring this person into it mm -hmm. maybe I could like write some more songs bring some more band members in stuff like that like make it a full album and then mm. it took two years but we finally made it <laughs> it was worth it it was worth the wait so obviously you you realized like that you were in a position where you could just kind of pull the strings and like you you would put yourself in a position where you you know and met so many people where it's like okay I can really create something here and I'm guessing like it took that long to make probably because you didn't even realize at first what you were capable of in a way yeah and it was kind of like it was funny because obviously there was like a global pandemic in the middle exactly of I was gonna year. ask too how that affected the process it was funny because like in like spring of 2020 like when everything like went crazy 
we were at a spot in the album where it was like there had been enough done that I felt like there was still momentum to kind mm. of like obviously there was a long way to go but there had been enough done that I felt like it was still momentum to like kind of like take forward and like pursue and I was fortunate enough to be like I mean I had like a little bit of extra time like around like that time when everything mm. when the world was shut down so yeah, I was, was really able to like kind of like lock in and like kind of like devote a lot of energy that I needed to like getting each song done so you think the pandemic helped the process I think it's hard to say because it like I feel like it would have been totally different if it's not so for different. it yeah. but I think like kind of being forced to take my time with it because of that was a good thing in the mm. end and so in a weird way like maybe yes okay maybe. yeah that makes sense mm. um so I, I did want to know, like, on the production side of things. So you, like, you tied all this together, and you mm -hmm. said you had the time to, to lock in on this during quarantine, which, again, kudos to you, because I wasted plenty of time during quarantine, <laughs> and I thought that I was productive, too, plenty, but also... I I will I you know probably could have been more. I definitely That's wasted all. my fair share of time <laughs> yeah. as well. I think we all <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, which I mean you have to. We were we were all but stressing. It's not wasted time all the time. Sometimes it's good to do nothing. No, yeah, you know? rest That's is very important. True, yeah. <laughs> you know? I have it's a quote a friend told me is like like with how it pertains to like writing but like someone said like you're doing as much writing as you should at any moment and yeah. i feel like that's like kind of like a life philosophy yeah. in a way you can't me. force it yeah, yeah, yeah. no for sure because especially mm -hmm. like as an artist too like there's times where like to really like get your ideas out it takes time of just like kind of doing nothing and like kind of like sitting and reflecting both on like experiences in life and stuff Absolutely. like that mm -hmm. just to like actually have something to say because sometimes it's like you're like like the inspiration's just empty and you just right. kind of need to take I some think time the, the art yeah. is yeah. better if you actually take the time to like be in your thoughts instead of just fucking going all the Absolutely. time you know yeah, what yeah. I mean it's like yeah you lose some of the inspiration after a while because you're just in this hamster wheel like there's nothing exactly. to be inspired about you're For just sure. yeah, laser yeah. focus um, sorry so just to cap off the thought I was going to mm -hmm. ask when do, do you like are you working in the DAW yourself? Like, are you actually doing the mixing and mastering uh, on the post-production side as well? I had a separate dude that actually, like, mixed everything for me. This guy from Berkeley, his name's Ryan Renteria. Kudos to him. He really... Shout out Ryan Renteria. He really killed that shit, honestly. <laughs> it was, like... He did. The number of, like, text messages and emails that went back and forth between the two of us, you, you'd be amazed, honestly. Communication's key. So how, how often were you, like, in the room together? Were you guys listening together? Or? Actually, for the most part, we were not usually in the same room. But basically what was happening is, like, I it was kind of, like, my project where I would have, like, all the different pieces and I would kind of assemble them on my own. And kind of when each thing was done, I would, like, send stuff off to him and then we'd go back and forth a million times, like, to get, like, each mixed version as, like, as good as it could be. Okay. Do you compose, like, in the DAW, or do you just, like, play out in the air, and then when it's time, like, you do your recording? I, I definitely think, sense. yeah. No, I think, like, I kind of, like, grew up and, like, kind of came up as a piano player, and I feel like that's, like, still, like, kind of, despite doing all these different things, that's kind of, like, how I center myself in a way. And, like, I feel like, for me, like, all my ideas always, like, start when I'm just, like, sitting down at the piano. That's okay. a place where I really feel comfortable, and I can, like, get everything out that I'm trying to think. And then, like, I kind of transitioned from that to, like, from, like, having, like, ideas or, like, these melody ideas and stuff like that to, like, kind of, like, how it will be, like, kind of produced as, like, kind of, like, a bigger type of thing, both in terms of, like, what sounds will be part of it, what people will be part of it, different, like, features and stuff like that, especially with this album. Okay. But for me, it all definitely starts at the piano, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I... playing piano how long, you said? Pretty much my whole life. Whole I can't life. even put, like, a time on it, yeah. 
How old were you the first time you got on a stage? Most have been like as a kid, like at like some piano recital okay. or something. So you're well versed. Yeah. yeah. Is your fa- are your family musicians? They're actually not actually. They were really? always like my dad is like especially he's like a big appreciator of music. He has like a big record collection stuff like that. So they always they always encouraged me like since I was really young to kind of keep going with it, which I'm very blessed, obviously. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, but I'm actually the only musician in my family. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. And you can you can read right you you can can you sight read music mm-hmm. like that? <laughs> I imagine, I feel like pianists are the best at that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could say that honestly. I feel like a lot of like the people that like compose music in the world like play the piano. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like that's a superpower because like I, uh, my dad plays piano like mm, that. Like he yeah. can sit. Like we'll just open a book. There's sheet music and he's playing it in time. The right notes. Maybe he needs to practice it once or twice. Yeah. But like <laughs> can play yeah. it. You know. And I was like, wow. And he tried to teach us that when we were younger. And I'm annoying and impatient, so I didn't do it. Mm. Um, I was so. impatient with piano lessons when I was younger, too. I wish I was more patient with it. But yeah. I eventually was like, Mom, I don't want to do this it anymore. It takes a lot of patience. And, like, I'd be lying if I wasn't saying, like, my parents definitely had to, like, force me to practice sometimes. Yeah. Kid, like, I remember yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So what age did you decide, like, no one needs to tell me to practice? People are probably telling me to stop, and I got to yeah. come up to dinner or, like, something, right. you know? Like, when did that sort of start? It was fairly young, I think. It was probably, like, by the time I was, like, in middle school, actually. I kind of think, like, I had, like, this vague inkling in my mind. It's like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to be a musician. Yeah. I'm going to put in, like, all the time it takes to do it and whatever. <laughs> Love it. Which is funny to think because, I mean, like, obviously as a kid, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You don't know what you're doing yeah. or anything. But, but like, you had a passion, though. I think at the very least I can say I had kind of, like, a seed that I was going to follow and, like, yeah. kind of, like, see where it took me. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I I enjoyed playing the piano by myself. I just hated the lessons. Yeah. (laughs) It's the grind. I mean, everyone wants to be up there playing. I just want to do it on my own. Yeah. It would be nice to just be able to translate what you're doing in your mind to, like, write into the piano. Yeah. Would be the cool. I mean, you you can probably do that. But I I, mean, that's kind of, like, the ultimate goal, I feel like. Yeah. Like, that's what I've. That's what I like. I feel like most like proud of, like in terms of my piano playing, is like I can like take my ideas and like kind of like speak them through the instrument, which is oh. like I mean like. Do you do piano lessons? I actually don't do a lot of teaching. I think <laughs> it's funny. Okay. I don't think I'm a very good teacher, actually. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Leave a Yelp review <laughs> under this video if you've had lessons from him. Uh, if you haven't, we have a very poorly one. tuned piano here. If you want to give oh, us some lessons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we only learned that until someone with a an, real ear came in and told us that it was untuned. I mean, we assumed it was no. probably pretty bad. I'm just kidding. You got a great ear, bro. You got a great ear. Well, thank you. Sometimes I feel like pianos like that have the most character. Exactly. Yeah. Is anything really in tune? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure something Nothing's is. Nothing's perfect. <laughs> Nothing's perfect. Just a concept. <laughs> yeah. So do you prefer, like, digital pianos over the, like, feeling of, of a wood? Like, do you care about the sound at all like that, or is it really just can you play? Like, are you really more concerned about the, inst- the music itself? I think it's both. And I think it, like, depends kind of what the setting is for it. And, like, there's on my album itself, there are a few songs where I played, like, an actual grand piano. Most of that actually... Pretty much everything on my album where I'm like playing an actual piano, I record at home, like on the piano, like I, which is is oh, like really a special. microphone to the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you have your own setup for that? Like, yeah, what kind of well, microphone? So it's the piano. Like, I have a special. Like, it's called like Earthworks or something like that. Okay. But it's like it's like specifically for recording piano. But the piano I have at home is like the one I kind of grew up with. It's crazy because 
piano, like, especially it's the type of thing where as a piano player, you're going to be playing a million different instruments, just, mm. like, in different space. You're just like, there's a piano there. Like, I'll play it, whatever. Mm. But every piano definitely has its own character. It brings out, like, something different in your playing, whatever. But this, the piano I have at home is, like, the one I grew up with. I've been playing since I was a kid. I feel like it's probably my favorite one. Like, I'm very, like, attached to it. Like, I feel comfortable at it and everything. So it was kind of special in a way, honestly, to get to play it on, like, certain songs on my album. Like, yeah, like on Solitude, awesome. on the one with Tayshawn, for example. Like, that one starts with just me playing the piano. Wow. And someday you'll be playing at the garden <laughs> on that piano. <laughs> the same piano. And How often do you have to get it tuned? Probably like twice a year. Twice or so. a year. Especially okay. Do you tune it or do you have a guy? I do. A guy comes to do it, but yeah, like oh. especially in this climate, like in New England with the weather and everything. Obviously yeah, it's super important. Is it like yeah. leather straps or something? Or I think we had a piano in my house where it was like oh, leather, yeah. and we had to get it repaired. Or it, we, it was like not worth getting it repaired or something because it you couldn't like chain them together like some of them are. Sure, I don't know. I see. Yeah. Is that like? Do you have anything like that? I don't or? know. Actually, I know it's like. It, the one we have actually was like made in Japan or something. Oh, okay. It was, it was like it has like I don't I don't know a lot about the details like how specifically it's made, but it's like it's like handmade or something. Hmm. It probably does have yeah. the leather straps because like whatever the the hammers that like hit from the keys, I yeah. think like some of them have chains and I think some of them have like leather, so it's supposed to be more of like an organic feel or something like that. that. That's like sense, what they honestly, said. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what yeah. people say. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that yeah. might get out of tune faster because it can yeah. like, stretch and stuff. <laughs> that so. makes sense, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Who are uh, some of your biggest inspirations as far as playing the piano? Who are, who are your favorite pianists? Growing oh. up, it was a lot. <laughs> 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 I was oh my about, God. I was literally about to say piano player for that reason. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you could just say pianist. <laughs> pianist. That's that's how you penis. say it, right? P- penis. Sorry, bro. That's not what we're, that's not what this is about. <laughs> we're cutting this all out. <laughs> it's probably gonna stay in though. That's, oh, that's how this say. whole thing goes. Uh, so. Do you have influences in piano? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're good. Growing up, it was a ton of like kind of like straight ahead jazz and stuff like that. It was what I was really listening to. There's this guy whose name, like, he used to play with Miles Davis in the 50s, and it was Red Garland. He was someone. Like, hmm. Might not know of him. He wasn't, like, he didn't make a ton of his own albums, but he he played, like, in Miles Davis's band, like, in wow. the 1950s or whatever. He had, like, something in his sound and his touch in the piano was, like, super bright, really popped out. Like, even, like, it was in the 1950s where they had, like, shitty microphones and everything. But yeah. there was something hmm. about, like, his touch on the piano. You can hear like one note of him and recognize who it is, and that was always like that's awesome. More so than anything, like the sound and the touch and everything is like something like that. That I feel like as a piano player, that's how you get like the personality out of the yeah, instrument and stuff like that. That is actually really interesting, like the velocity and like that you hit a key. Yeah. That like one key could be so distinct like that. that Without you a doubt, know who yeah. it is. That's amazing. Even like in a lot of these classic recordings that like we like idolize and stuff like that, a lot of times they are playing like shitty upright pianos in like whoever's studio it was or whatever. But like to be able to like actually like get character and get sound out of that is like it's insane. Even in the days when there was like limited recording technologies and stuff like that. Yeah. That is so Red Garland was someone for me. Definitely like a bunch of other jazz people. Lately, like someone I mean obviously is like kind of a big name is Robert Glasper, who he's worked on. He's kind of done like a little different, but, like, similar to me in the sense where he, like, kind of, like, combines different styles of music where he's, like, versed in jazz and classical music. But he also, like, he played on To Pimba Butterfly, for example. Oh, okay. He works with a bunch of different rappers. He 
He's in a project right now with Ninth Wonder, Terrace Martin. I was wondering. I was yeah. wondering if there's anyone like that, like who plays the piano in the hip hop scene, like that, like who's yeah. know, on that level plays with like Kendrick or Kanye. Or, yeah. Because I always wonder He's, where they get the the keys from if they if it's like, you know, if they're yeah. just downloading that or if someone's playing it live. Like I never know. Yeah, he's a name that definitely inspires me. But I think like. These days, I'm inspired by a lot of, like, different kinds of music. A lot of, like, even, like, people, like, even some music I feel like has no, like, similarity or relevance to, like, what I'm doing. But, like, yeah. really what I'm drawn to is, like, I think I'm, like, kind of, like, an emotional person at heart or whatever. And, like, I really, like, am just, like, my favorite thing is people that are just, like, able to, like, do whatever it is they do and, like, convey their emotions through yes. the art. Which is That's what I try right to there. do, yeah. Hmm. Important. You gotta have those emotions. <laughs> For sure, yeah. No, I don't have emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I feel nothing. It's a lot easier not to. <laughs> uh, so what is what are your I guess speaking of emotions, uh when you're performing live, that's like probably the most visceral emotion that you can get like from your music. Yeah. What what are like your favorite performances you've had and where have they been? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. That's actually like kind of like a theme of my album in a way. Like where it's like called the star or lonely dreamer. I was gonna ask what the significance of that. Yeah. Is. yeah, kind of what it's about is like we as artists. I feel like sometimes there's like such a contrast between what we go through when we're performing and where we're just like regular people out in the world. Mm. Where it's like there's these moments where it's like we're on stage. There's bright lights. There's a curtain. Whatever. We're on stage. There's fans in the audience like shouting our name. Whatever yep. it is. It definitely gives you like this kind of like elevated sense of like who you are, it, like puts you on a high. In a it way. Puts you on yeah. a high, and then you yeah. got to come down from that exactly. Afterwards. Yeah, and I think something that like a theme of this album to me, like kind of what some of the songs I like, kind of deal with, is like something I've kind of like dealt with kind of the past couple of years is kind of finding like the space and the balance between those two sides of myself, like the like the quote unquote star, like this performer. And then this person that you are, like, just, like, in everyday life and, like, in the moment when, like, the lights shut off and everything. Yep. Because at the end of the day, they are, you are the same person. And, like, they definitely, there's, like, they interact with each other. They're, I feel like, I definitely feel like they're different sides of my personality, but I definitely feel like they influence each other, too. Yeah. And this is, I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast. Are, are you familiar with the Pixar movie Soul? I actually did see it, yeah. Because yeah. what you're describing is a lot, like plot of that movie yeah. like where it's like the performance <laughs> yeah, sure. of like that awesome feeling of like you're in the pocket you float away to that world yeah. of like this is so good and this no is what doubt. i've been yeah. waiting for and i'm feeling great show he comes out like what's next but it's like we're still ourselves that for was sure. the show yeah. and we're out here doing our thing like for that is sure. interesting yeah, yeah. to see how that happens i think it definitely took me like kind of like a sense of like kind of growing in maturity to kind of like come to terms with that like it wasn't like an easy thing in a way for me to like kind of like really genuinely feel like i like found the balance between the two because i feel like if you don't it's really easy to just be fake when you go on stage and perform mm. yeah. or when you're when you're out in the world to just like kind of like distance yourself and sabotage and stuff and to just like I think something I've really tried to do like in both situations these days is just be present and just like kind of like be in the moment like genuinely as much as I can and like just like kind of be real honestly. Hmm. And do you feel that there would be like that means that there's like a part of you in the past that wasn't being sincere about your performances or or that you you were like faking it so to speak and and or is it that you haven't released anything now or performed now uh that you didn't feel was authentic is that like how you've curated it i guess 
I guess for me, it kind of feels like being real and being authentic, as you mentioned, is kind of, it's not like some like bar we cross when we've like, like, okay, like I've succeeded now. I'm a real person. Yeah. It's kind of like a state of like continually like doing that, like every single performance or every, like both as a musician, just as like a human being. Okay. And I think for me, like a big part of what it comes from is just like vulnerability, honestly, at the end of the day, and just like being open about that. I think with my music, like, there's a lot of, like, a lot, a lot of times I feel like my songs are very, like, confessional in a way where I'm, like, kind of, like, talking about, like, certain emotions or things that, like, were, like, even if it's not, like, in a super specific way that, like, kind of, like, were, like, troubled me in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, just, like, in putting music out, it's crazy. There's this... There's this essay I like I've read I really enjoyed by James Baldwin actually called The Artist's Struggle for Integrity, which I remember mm. reading it had a big effect on me. But what he was kind of talking about was that like basically this idea that like emotions are just something that like every person goes through, like every human being alive, no matter who you are, like goes through certain like common emotions. But the difference is that as an artist, you're kind of responsible in a way for kind of like going in like deeper and kind of like going into that emotion, trying to like get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm like, for the purpose of, like, creating your art or for the purpose of, like, releasing something or putting out in the world. Yep. Which is, like, kind of, like, in a sense, it's kind of, like, this burden, honestly. Yeah. Just because, like, at times, like, I feel like there's a danger that, like, in doing that at all, it takes you out of being genuine just because, like, like, there are times when I felt like I've experienced something, I'd be like, wow, wouldn't this be crazy to write a song about or something? Mm. And I think in moments like that, then, like, you're not being genuine. That's That makes sense because you're you're... At that point, it feels like you're doing it for the purpose of making a song. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was when you said that. It kind of made me think: like, would there be a certain pain or something that you would put yourself through to feel like almost like a method actor? Like, I'm gonna go through a breakup <laughs> yeah. so I can make mm. a breakup song. You know, yeah. like something like that. that. Like, Taylor Swift definitely does that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you feel about Taylor? Honestly. We're gonna do a 20 minute Taylor segment. <laughs> do you like Taylor? No, she's super talented. I'm just kidding. But she, she definitely gets into relationships and's like, oh, this is gonna make a great song when we break up. I feel like she does that. <laughs> I I mean, the, I remember, yeah, as a kid, even like I must have been in like sixth or seventh grade. I had like a songwriting teacher who was like, he said something. He was like, it's all fun and games until that first breakup hits you. <laughs> It's like that's when your writing just really gets real. You'll just like have something in you that is just like it'll just come out. It'll just like be the next it's level. Kind of, yeah, because wasn't it there like a saying? It's like when you fall in love, you understand the happy songs, and when you like get your heart broken, you understand the sad songs. Like, <laughs> but when you don't know either, like you don't know the lyrics, you don't really understand them. You know, it's like I don't know. Yeah. There, there have certainly been songs that had emotion behind them that until I reached a certain point in life or, like, yeah. had similar experience, I was like, I didn't know what they were That's even saying. That's definitely true. That's something yeah. I really strive for in my music, too, is the type of thing where it's, like, first of all, I mean, it has to be, like, good enough. Like, it has to, like, sound good enough that someone will actually, like, want to listen to it, like, multiple times. But once you get to that level, I what I really strive to do is, like, kind of create something where it's, like, you can listen to it on multiple occasions, different times in your life, and, like, get something genuinely different out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it just means something different to you based on, like, it kind of enhances whatever you're going through in life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because I think about, like, a lot of, like, my favorite music, it's done that to me. And so that's, like, really something I, like, try to just, like, put out into the world for, like, whoever it reaches. Mm. I love that. I love that about artists. Like, 
most of us don't talk about our deepest feelings. You know what I mean? Not publicly. Usually not. Yeah. Not publicly like that. But for an art, for a musician, it's almost your job to do that. So it's yeah. Like, it's kind of insane. It's, it's so like, weird. That's like something like about the album title, particularly. That's something that kind of inspired me is because it was kind of this feeling that like, as artists, there's such this like like dichotomy contradiction of like kind of what we go through and what we're like kind of like forced to like kind of do to be like a deep artist or like right. a real artist or whatever and i think in a sense sometimes it even there's a danger of it even like kind of like sabotaging relationships mm. so it is because just by like taking the space that you need to kind of like dwell on certain like emotional like occurrences but also like just like the feeling of like being like okay i like went through this so that i can like put it out or whatever so that i can like kind of quote 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 grow from it or whatever mm -hmm. is to me i don't know it's different for each person but sometimes like that makes me feel fake in my head hmm. that makes sense i guess i mean yeah like i said before like you never want to feel like you're going through things or or doing anything for the sole purpose of making music you want the music to, to be an influence of what you're to be influenced by what you're going yeah. through like um so yeah that makes a lot of sense do you ever catch yourself like stopping those thoughts you're like when you say that this could become a great song you're like oh now i'm thinking it could be a great song was <laughs> i doing that on purpose like do you ever have to stop yourself like no this is going to be good and i have to keep writing this or something <laughs> like that like keep jot that down you know I think something that I try to do, like, when I write songs, like, to me, like, the best song, the when I feel, like, my best about songwriting is I feel like it's, like, a perfect description of, like, kind of, like, one moment. Okay. You know what I mean? And in that one moment, it's, like, it's more simple. It's more complicated than just, like, one emotion is kind of going through your mind. It's kind of, like, it's, like, a whole world of shit. Like, it's, like, whatever, like, whatever you're thinking about, who you interacted with that day, what you did when you woke up that morning, whatever. But all of that kind of, like combined creates this one sort of like surreal experience yeah and way and i think that it's like in a sense even like with like this album how i took so long to put it together really what i want the listener to take out of it is not necessarily that i like took so long and it like combined like different a bunch of different periods to create one thing but that it really is like kind of one moment and like it's like one moment like kind of as an experience that you like convey to the listener and then like yeah. everyone probably is going to get something different out of it just like based on like where they are like life-wise but and yeah. you're doing this from a perspective of music right yeah. you you aren't writing the lyrics here so this is like that has to add another layer of complexity where yeah. the storytelling you are writing the lyrics I did write like a, oh a you are writing the lyrics the singers, oh I see I'm rap. sorry yeah, I, yeah. I was okay then I misunderstood because I was totally under the impression that they all wrote that like within oh, no, your no. music so okay. yeah so on the album all the different singers the one like the part Jolie sang and Erica and Naledi and gotcha. those are all parts that I wrote like the hooks of all the songs do you sing at all not really. Like he's obviously I've kind a of good, good songwriter. You have a good ear for. <laughs> he for does music, sing. He's so. being humble, guys. How, I can how's tell. your singing voice? Is it uh, is it passable? <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of, to be honest, I have kind of like struggled with and be like, is this something I should kind of like pursue at all? I kind of feel like I've found peace with kind of like I write songs and then bring in like more talented vocalists than myself mm, okay. to kind of perform them. Have you tried to sing? Like, have you but like yeah, but I definitely feel like what I enjoy doing is like kind of like writing something with a specific person in mind kind yeah. of it'd be like this person's voice would really like kind of carry this song. and do you sing like a reference track for them sometimes sometimes i do a lot of times i just like kind of like play it on the piano and like, okay. kinda, like write it out like the lyrics and stuff like that hmm. cool interesting that is interesting 
So you don't have, it sounds like your own home studio. You, you'll you bring this into a studio to officially record? I have a setup in my place. It's not huge, but I have like a microphone for recording some vocals. I have, I have obviously my piano and keyboard setup. I have a bunch of stuff there, but anything like with this album, there's like a bunch of stuff where there's like a whole live band on it, obviously. And so we had to go into a bigger studio for that, of course. Where'd you go? For most of it, we went to the Bridge Sound and Stage over okay. in Cambridge. Shout out the Bridge. Yeah, Shout we out to the here, Bridge. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> the big Shout part out of the Archetype. Process. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, no, that was a great spot. Yeah, we recorded like that's one of the best studios in Boston. I feel like, like I hear that one in Phoenix Down. They're the one that we yeah. hear about the most. Yeah, everyone, well everyone deserved, seems yeah. to love the to sound to lab. Places. Keeps coming up too. The sound lab too. Brockton. Sound, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's C four spot. <laughs> yeah, yep. J Rose works yeah. out of there. There's a lot of good spots. I feel like there's there's more than there used to be. Just for sure, places yeah, for yeah. musicians to congregate and like for go sure. go to one place. This and then obviously everyone has their own setup at home as yeah, they should. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know? What was cool about this album is it's like the band we all recorded at the bridge for the most part, but all the rappers that were on it that were basically the, the bands got recorded like first. That was like kind of the first thing they got down. And then we had like those audio files that like the rappers would record on top of. And so I got the chance to kind of work with each of them individually and kind of get a glimpse of like what their process was like. And it's really fascinating just because everyone's workflow is totally different. Right. There are some people that like just get to the studio right there and just like record it there like in the on the moment. That's crazy like, to That's me. That's so stressful. I would There's, have to go yeah. I would have to be so prepared before I went to the <laughs> Honestly, studio. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> also studios are expensive. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> no, I'm not trying sure, to get yeah. I'm not trying to pay for time to sit there and write. That's like, not that really like That's my cuz my for do. me like I'm like such a perfectionist. Yeah. Uh, I take like I might take yeah. like weeks just like trying to do like one simple thing at times yeah. so or just like if that's like as long as it takes me to like feel like it's like actually like ready to be put out. Right. So there are some people that are more like that that like kind of like take their time with things. There are some people that I've worked with that even like don't even like working in studios just because it feels like even being in the studio all like just kind of puts like a timeline on their process yeah, in a way. Yeah, I get that. Like I get that too. If you feel if you're like oh I only got you know an hour or two hours. Yeah, it is kind of done. funny how like no matter how much you could create in that amount of time, it automatically gets cut because you're stressed about making it within that yeah. time. All of a sudden, yeah. you're like, oh, it's already been 15 minutes. It's like, yeah, exactly. I only yeah. have 45 left. What For do I do? Sure. And like yeah, you no, said, you're writing as much as you need to at any given time. So you yeah. think you wasted that 15 minutes, but it was part of the process. But now you're stressed because <laughs> you thought true. you wasted it. And, you know, it's, it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. For me, I think that's why I like like working, like basically all my writing and stuff like that. Like I like... Even when people hit me up to do projects and stuff like that, like anything that like I feel like requires creative input for me, like I feel like I kind of just have to like work on my own timetable. I'm the type of person to really like kind of take my time with stuff. And being like really comfortable and like kind of where I am in my setting is super important for me, like which is mm -hmm. why I think like most of my writing, it's like, as I said, like everything kind of starts at the piano. That's a spot where I kind of feel comfortable to kind of like take whatever time is needed just to like get my ideas out, just make everything as good as it can be and like just feel kind of complete in my head before I even like think about bringing other people or like any other ideas into the process. Hmm. And do you ever take like a small version of your keyboard? Like, would you go somewhere and sit or is it always like where it, like in your home, like playing at your station? Yeah. So in my keyboard too, it's a Nord that you've probably, if you've ever seen me playing live, it's like a red keyboard. Yeah. I feel oh, I've like, seen yeah. It. I've seen it. <laughs> I feel like it's become like my signature. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Yep. But I feel like that, 
like even I'm obviously it's very dear to my heart. It's my baby. <laughs> but I feel like that versus like the actual grand piano that I have at home is like there's something like special about that. That's just like sitting at the bench of the piano and just like kind of like feeling at home is like there's like yeah. there's like no substitute for that. That's your sweet spot right yeah. there. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So you mentioned that it's kind of hard to find uh, reliable bandmates, and that's not a knock on your <laughs> yeah. bandmates. It's just that schedules are schedules, <laughs> true, and, yeah. and you got to do what you got to do. Um, I do want to shout out someone who seems to be, at least from my perspective, doing something similar to what you're doing is DCO Sounds. He seems, I think he's pretty young. He's a guitar player. He's been collabing with, like, I think literally everybody that a I, lot of rappers from around here a, everybody yeah he'll play acoustic guitar and they it started with bougie boy zoot yeah was he the first I think he was the first one i saw and then it was why jizzle and then it was like a bunch of people yeah so check out this kid i think Word. he's like 16 or something he's so he's oh, probably crazy. like 25 yeah. i don't know <laughs> but he's i feel like he's he so seems so young <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's definitely like new he just popped up in the last few months i want to say and I like see. he's just been playing guitar, and people are rapping over it, and it's uh, oh, word. he did one with Rosewood Bape too. Yeah, he's been like working with like a bunch of Boston artists, so that could be a cool collaboration. Yeah, oh, I think definitely. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. guys should definitely get in touch. Yeah. Just like absolutely bare minimum if you need a fill in. So mm -hmm. yeah, otherwise no, sure. collab. Yeah. 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 Uh, so can we find Shane Dillon merch anywhere? That's a good question. <laughs> At the moment, not available publicly, but however, I did have a friend. It's actually crazy because he's actually like a childhood friend, like someone I grew up with. He actually designed two different jackets for me that said like the album title on it, A Star or a Lonely Dreamer. One of them I actually wore to my album release concert. Oh, that's uh, awesome. It was actually really fire. His name, to shout him out, his name is Gabby Brea. His, he is a brand. It's called Ninth Method. Ninth Method. Okay. You can nice. find him on Instagram or whatever. But, yeah, he actually designed two different jackets for me. And that's what I really get trying to get in touch with a little bit more is, like, kind of, like, the fashion side of everything. And, yeah. like, definitely in the future, I definitely want – I do want to have, like – That's a big part. Merch. Like you said, the image is huge. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, it's like, fashion is something that I never even really thought about, honestly. Yeah. But now – like, I feel like in the past couple of years, meeting all these artists and stuff, and they're all so focused on, like, their – their image and, yeah. and wearing nice clothes and stuff that like when I get around artists sometimes I'm like I need to I need to step it up a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh man, know? I <laughs> I wear I'm wearing a 15 year old American Eagle T-shirt right Hell now. Yeah. I that Richie Piff swag. <laughs> this is yeah. This is how Richie Piff dresses. Whoever that whoever that is. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I love seeing stuff like I mean like it speaks to fashion, but also like to every part of the process. I feel like. Something that really, like, inspires me is, like, as an artist, being able to, like, bring in different people to do different things that you need that are actually, like, people that you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, having someone that I know actually, like, design jackets for me. That's or, awesome. Like, it's, like, awesome. it really, like, brings it, like, kind of closer to home in a way. Mm. Where it's, like, everyone, every part of the process is actually, like, someone that, like, is a part of your life. There's, like, to me, like, there's no substitute for that. And that's something I, like, hope to kind of keep with, like, that yes. kind of mentality in the future. Yeah, it yeah. definitely takes a village, and it's different. It's a completely different feeling when it's someone who you care about, that cares about you, that's supporting you, and is doing the work that you would otherwise be just paying a stranger for. for a so, yeah. it's, like some of the the local artists merch that we wear, like the logos and designs are so cool and everything. It's oh like, yeah. I wear that, and I feel like I'm wearing like designer or something. As people ask me about it, they're like, "Oh, that's dope." I'm like. 
bought this for 20 bucks for my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh it's the best. Yeah. yeah. I do it every time I'm at a show now because I, I was wearing the nasty shirt I got a couple years ago uh, at our Smoke Bulger thing, and a yeah. few people commented on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, that's sick. I'm like, oh. and the funny thing is, is they, they would go, sick nasty shirt. <laughs> Which is like 2004 slang of sick, nasty. Like, sick nasty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is me now feeling old. Yeah, that's before your time. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I used to say sick nasty in third grade when things were so cool. <laughs> I remember when people started saying ill. They transitioned from sick to ill. It used yeah. to just be sick. And then all of a sudden when we were in like fifth grade, people started saying ill. I was like, well, that's yeah. going on. I remember when people started saying word. I was like, yeah. I don't know why you're saying that. Just say okay. I say that all the time now. <laughs> yeah. I've I honestly recently started saying bet in the last like two years. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm still that's picking up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm still picking up on the young kids' slang. I'm, yeah. I learned about no cap a couple years ago. I still, I still don't use that one. Yeah, I, I don't can. use that one. What about chuggy? You guys saying chuggy? Nobody's saying chuggy. I, I think that's just internet stuff because apparently, <laughs> apparently the younger generation, if something's not cool, you know, someone like will say like that's chips, like that's yeah. bad or whatever, like that's what chuggy is, I guess. Uh, but I, I haven't heard that one. That's yet. what people say. Yeah, I've seen that's that a one TikTok hasn't reached thing. me yet. Yeah, I guess you're not on the talk. I'm not on the talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on TikTok? I'm actually not really. No. <laughs> we were just told we should get on TikTok, and we were like, that's a great that, idea. I mean, you're yeah. you're young. Are a lot of people your age using it? <laughs> I feel like you're an old soul, though. <laughs> yeah, I probably yeah. am. Yeah, you're, not, you're probably you don't even know what people your age are doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like definitely, like, I mean, obviously there have been people that, like, blown up through that, but I feel like... Yeah. For people I know, a lot of musicians, surprisingly, I've, like it's not been like on people's radar as much as yeah, you would. I remember think. like yeah. a couple years ago, and it was really blowing up. People were like, "Oh, this could be big for musicians. Like, get your song on TikTok." But it's like, yeah, I well, don't know. it's. I mean, everyone was at first concerned about like the because it's it's like not an American run app that like your data is yeah. being shared in like way less safe ways, but. Also, it's like your data. I'd be concerned about there. that if it was an American app too. Well, I was gonna say it's like there's like <laughs> for a fact. that's that's more just like a news segment than yeah. like anything to really worry about because like where they if someone wants your information, it's it's there. Yeah. Like it's out there. Honestly, they sure. can have it. I got nothing to hide. All of us. Yeah, you do. You say that. You say that until your search history. Take all out. my information. <laughs> oh, my search history. I don't know about that. You said you got nothing. Nothing well, to hide. <laughs> Stuff that I wouldn't song. want my mom to see, but like nothing, you know. All right, we're going through your trash. <laughs> we're going through your trash. No. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Uh, oh, I don't know. There, I'm just thinking about weird movie references now. I was just thinking about a movie where this guy was like going through their trash, and it was like to to like figure out if they were like scamming the IRS. But it's a whole Shit. people do that. I think you know if you're getting Dude. audited for real. But yeah. You can go through my trash. <laughs> it's all yours. No, I on, on the real though, TikTok is the move. It's not. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there your data can be breached anywhere. But is TikTok the move for musicians? And I think if you're like an entertainer, you might as well. I, it's I worth think. a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worth like because Hero talked about. Um, it's this isn't his point, but he talked about it on our podcast. Was the mm. like if there's a distribution app that gets you less than one percent of your overall streams, but it gets any, like it gets 10, put it, put your music on there. So if there's yeah. content you're putting out and you're not putting it out on this other app that other that some people are looking at that might not be on the other apps you're looking at, or maybe the algorithm gets you up in the front of theirs, like if you get 10 more viewers on your stuff on TikTok versus Instagram, 
and you also still have Instagram, why not also at the that's TikTok? such a fact, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that song is like, as an artist, especially like in 2021, you really need to just explore every avenue you can. Yeah, what do you and, have to lose, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And definitely, there's things you pursue, like kind of it's just like kind of a long shot, or like not everything pans out, obviously. Mm. But it's just kind of like to get your name out, you just gotta like you kind of gotta go all for it. Yeah, I mean, there are songs that people. There's songs that kids refer to as TikTok songs. Yeah. That is kind of And I've heard yeah. them in other places, and I'm like, what makes this a TikTok song? But it went viral on TikTok, apparently. Yeah. And that's, it'll be like, does, it'll uh, be like a Ja Rule song from, like, 2002. I'm like, this is not a TikTok song. Like, I knew this song I, a yeah. long time I've ago. heard that of, like, parents, like, playing something for their kids and yeah. say it's a TikTok song. And yeah. They're like, oh, my God, this is Missy Elliott. Yeah. Honestly. It's like, you were not around when this was popular. Oh, man. Honestly, yeah. To me, it's like, it definitely makes me feel like an old soul. But I think it's like, something about like all that like does, I think, kind of, sometimes there's a danger of it kind of getting the way of people like actually listen to a full album or something like that. That's the thing. The like, TikTok thing, it's just a snippet of a song. It's right. Like you're not getting yeah. the full experience. It's such a trade-off because at the end of the day, it's like, as an artist, yes, you want everyone to hear your shit. Right. Whatever. But... There's something that's, like, for me, like, there's no substitute for actually, like, having, like, the full, like, immersive experience. Like yeah. you said, like, you, you still listen to albums, like, in order. Yeah, even just, like, that that's not the, like the TikTok generation yeah. is not listening to, to albums yeah. in order, unfortunately. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> they don't have the patience. I, I think just the fact that, like, people are still, like, making albums like that and that, like, that, that art I form love. has not been lost. That like, I love. So that's, like, enough for me, I think. It's, like... I say that, like, my parents sometimes, like, I'll mention, like, an album. They're, like, they still make albums? I'm, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's how sure. out of touch my parents are sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But they're, like, they're, like, they still make albums? Because when I say album, they think of, like, a record. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah, like, they're digital, yeah, but, yeah, they still out, make yeah. them. <laughs> Records actually funny. have kind of made a comeback a little bit. They really have, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a record player? My dad does, actually, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was going to say, I would find it hard to believe if you didn't have a record player available <laughs> yeah, to you. <laughs> based on your like classical training of music. Mm-hmm. I was just at someone's house like a week ago that was playing Christmas music on a record, and I've, honest to God... Never seen. I've like my grandparents had a record player and they would play it, but I never like looked at it or like how it was used. And I always wondered, how does the needle like? How do you not just start in the middle of a song? Like, how do you not know like <laughs> Brilliant. like yeah. where you when are? When you think about it, it's yeah. How so, does that work? Yeah, I think it's the wide grooves or the separated songs. I, I don't think know. like, but also you would start it on the outer edge <laughs> and then it just sense, plays through yeah. the whole album. So like you go through everything like oh because yeah. it goes from the outside to, to the, the inside. inside. Yeah, I got right, you. Right, right. And right. that would make and sense. You have to like flip it over and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. The second half. Yeah. All right. So that that experience was a lot more like you had to sit down with this stationary record player, play the record, oh, and enough. listen to the whole thing. Or yeah. some of it and come back and finish it, or like you yeah. know, it's like not. Uh, it wasn't like you're on the train, kind yeah. of looking out the window, not paying attention. Something happened, and you missed that part of the song. Like yeah. there's like a right, full right. immersive listening Did, experience. Remember that you CDs? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even believe I. <laughs> I can't believe that's such an old thing now. That's crazy. Yeah. I used to use CDs. I only recently have a car. The, the car I have now is the first car that I've ever had that Doesn't has the have, aux cable yeah, or like I Bluetooth. Because yeah. I. Always had CDs. Like, I would have a six-CD right, changer, right, and I'd yeah. have, yeah. like, mixtapes of shit, like... No, me too. I sure. would burn CDs. I would say, like, yeah, from 
high school, like, till a little bit after. Uh, when did the CDs really die? Like, 2011, like, around then? I was doing this in, like, 2013, Yeah, 14, yeah I, so. I was doing it yeah. later than that, actually, too. I was sure. I, probably yeah. till like, 2013 or 14. Yeah, 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 definitely. There was one Until song. I stopped driving the Saab. The Saab had a, a <laughs> CD player. Oh, really? But since then, I haven't driven a car with a CD player. What was worse, by the way, than those FM receivers that pretended to be aux plugs? Just get out of here, you know? Remember oh, the, dude, remember the cassette tapes with the cord attached? Those were better. Those were with good. With the cord attached to them, and you put it in the cassette. And I was, I, I was had like, a car. how does this even work? <laughs> you just put a cord into the cassette player, and it yeah. worked. <laughs> the car that I borrowed, like, in high school and college had, it was the one year that didn't, it was in between aux and it had just gotten rid of the cassette. Mm. So I couldn't do anything good like that to plug my phone in. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It was so frustrating. Because the cassette was better. Like, it didn't shake. There was no skips. Like, yeah. maybe in some cases there were. But I, I felt like this I can't cassette believe was way more stable. Just like 10 years ago, I was listening to CDs all the time in the car. Yeah. And I would burn a CD of, like, my... 15, 16 favorite songs at the time. <laughs> and then those are the 15 songs I would listen to for the next two months. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. Because now you just have yeah. endless music at your fingertips. For yeah. Sure, like, you're just yeah. going to listen that's to whatever. That's definitely like... Because now, like, yeah. I hear certain songs that were on those CDs that I used to play, and I immediately, it reminds me of driving to school or, yeah, like, wherever yeah, I was yeah. at at that point, because it would be the same order of songs every day. I'd be in the same spot when the same song What's sure. uh, What <laughs> is... A, What's like one of the most memorable songs off your mixtape that you can that you have right off the bat in your mind? I know there's um, one. Mac Miller. What one oh, was yeah. it? I mean, Best Day Ever, Mac Miller, was the first song on the album. As I was coming out of the driveway, senior year of high school, I would drive to school every day. That's the first song every that would come day. on. Oh, interesting. That's, that's crazy. You probably yeah. thought of it a different way every day, too. Yeah. yeah. So And it says, like, this is going to be the best day ever. So I, I started my day with that <laughs> song beautiful. every <laughs> single day. That is so nice. now anytime I hear that song, I think about pulling out of the driveway and going to school. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, no, for sure. We yeah. don't. Yeah, you don't really have that anymore because now every time I get in the car, it's a different song that I want to listen to. That yeah, is to me like, is like one of the most powerful things about music, though. Is it's just like, it just kind of like stamps like kind of like a moment yeah. in history in your mind. You Absolutely, I mean? it's like kind of something. It's like you remember like. For me, it's like with my music, it does the same thing too. Like yeah. it takes you back to like where the first time you heard it or right. whatever. Yeah. I yeah. love that about music. The best thing about it is if it was a bad time, you just never listen to that music again. Yes. <laughs> or you listen to it and you're like you get over it you're like, are so much, you're like remember how shitty things were when this song was popular oh man but yeah that is a beautiful thing about music it always it always brings you back to where you first heard the song or where you know if you heard it during a significant time in your life like it'll just always stick out to you what is your memorable driving song <laughs> I don't know if I have a good answer. <laughs> I think for me, honestly, I did come of the age where it was like, like when I first started listening to music, it was the type of thing where everyone was accessible. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. I, you know, I believe you. That would make sense. <laughs> I mean, we were close because some kids I That's remember in saying. high school had iPhones and stuff. Like we were at like the tail end of that. Mm. You know, like yeah there, yeah, yeah, there were probably about four years, like once I got my license, where. That was in where you know you were playing CDs still, and then, it, be sure. then it became the aux cord. And yeah, then it and the Bluetooth. Yeah, you had an iPod. You still have an, the iPod. I still do have with my like iPod. Everything in it. Yeah, I think it's down here somewhere. It's around the corner. Yeah, it's it's right there. Fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. It has like every song iPod you can ever classic, think of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. like ten thousand songs on there. Probably. Those were the best. Sure, yeah. Nothing past two thousand twelve. 
That's yeah. when I stop putting music on it, <laughs> but I still listen to it every yeah. now and then because it brings me back. Something that's interesting to me, though, is that, like, it's, like, for certain music, but I feel like, honestly, it's, like, a lot of music these days is, like, kind of, like, invites this kind of feeling of nostalgia. Yeah. Even things that are, like, kind of, like, forward-thinking or whatever that means. It's yeah. Kind of, like, kind of, like... Something about music is it like really kind of like it kind of like takes you back or whatever. In a yeah, way. even certain songs that are new, like you hear them for the first time, and it, yeah, it brings you back to like, a certain time. Well, when you're Bruno like, Mars yeah. and Anderson Pac are doing that they right really now. That, yeah, so such big. a good yeah. album. Yeah. Such a good yeah, album. They really killed that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, leaving the door open. That oh. is such yeah. a good album. <laughs> Shout out to them. So good. What are, What else are you listening to right now? I've always listened to, like, my music is very, like, sporadic that I listen to. Yeah. Lately, I feel like I've been, like, on a really big, like, kind of R&B binge. Okay. Of, like, recently, kind of mean, like, in the past, like, year or so. But I've been really into, yeah. like, a lot of people, like, Kehlani, Black, mm-hmm. Blast. A bunch of people, honestly. But, like, that plus, like, a lot of a lot of Boston artists, honestly, I've been listening to. Like, so, yeah. yeah, of course. Kind of Same. And, yeah, like, I think, like, I'm the type of person to, like, I feel like in a way it kind of, like, goes against, like, things that I kind of, like, believe in, kind of, but I'm the type of person to, like, want to listen to, like, new stuff, like, all the time. I'm like that, that too. Sense? Yeah. I'm like that, too, especially nowadays where, like we said, it's everything's accessible. It's like I'm always looking for the new thing. Yeah, for sure. That's something I kind of have to fight against, I think, is that they're, like, there's certain albums that like kind of like deserve to kind of, like, get you. you don't, yeah, time. sometimes you have to take the time to actually appreciate an album and, like, put it on loop for a and couple like weeks come back and to like it really too, keep for coming sure. back to it and it's so weird because i always feel like sometimes it like puts you in danger of like oh you're missing I this find, and this and this and this yeah i find like i don't memorize the words to songs like i used to like i used to listen to song the Crazy. same song so yeah. many times that i just know it by heart i know every single word now it's like i don't i don't spend enough time listening to a song to actually learn it yeah well there's like too much and i think yeah. your brain kind of yeah. automatically does that like it filters out information like this is not important to my survival eventually so I'm not it's gonna like eventually thousands. my brain's like stop memorizing music <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's enough of that you gotta leave some space for other things <laughs> yeah because i'm just like what they want what they want <laughs> yeah, exactly. what they want like, but I listen to the songs, like I said, I'll put on my iPod and I'll listen to songs that I actually haven't even listened to since, like, 2011, and I still know every single word right, to right. it. It's insane. That's honestly something you got to think about as an artist, too, because it's, like, with social media and shit, especially, it's kind of puts you in the impulse. It's, like, you got to have more and more and more content, yeah. like, every mm. week or whatever But it's, it like, how do you get something to stick? Yeah, because that's just your putting ultimate out the goal. Stuff it's, like, all I want to have a song that's, like, going to get stuck in someone's head. They're going right. to want to listen to it. You can put out a song every week it. for the yeah. whole year, but if nobody's memorizing the lyrics and singing it to themselves, then what's the point? point you know i don't know yeah Yeah. i don't know there's definitely some music that there's a lot of lyrics that are not profound that i have deeply ingrained in my mind so i don't know i'm (laughs) an island boy (laughs) oh no (laughs) 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 honestly Like, tell me that didn't get stuck in your head at one point it in the did. last month it or did. so. Like, come on. We were in Five Guys the other day just, like, singing that. For- <laughs> I'm an island boy. I keep my vest on ya. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, not Five Guys. Oh, my God. Tasty Burger. They're same, same, same idea. Yeah. Same thing. That's, like, the ultimate goal, though. Like, for me, that's something I ever think about is, like, getting a song stuck in someone's head. It's yeah. so funny because, like, a lot of people say, like, Something stuck in their head. It's like not something they're happy about. It's like yeah, At the same time, I respect. Like it. I'm like I'm these. To do, yeah. I'm like these stupid kids got this Island Boys song stuck in my head. I'm like, good for them. Yeah. You know what? Good for them. <laughs> like kudos to that. Honestly, yeah. yeah. 
Like, they did it. Whatever they were trying to do, they did it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. There, there's kind of, like, a an aspect of, like, if it sells, it won anyways, like, kind of a thing. Like, yeah. it doesn't really matter yeah. what you think yeah. of it. True. True. I'm not endorsing the Island Boys, though. <laughs> no, no. Um, but we were talking about, like, music that brings you back to certain times. And, like, yeah, that was, that's, like, I don't know, the... Like, those feelings when something just embedded in your mind, I have plenty of those. Like, so yeah. many. I specifically remember listening to Dazed and Confused by Led Zeppelin while reading The Crucible. So it was, like, talking about witches and stuff. And I was like, oh, Whoa. man. I was, like, freaking out in, like, the, like, parts where it's like, burr, burr, burr. and I was like, I'm in the witch trials right now. This is, like, what's happening. <laughs> Um, crazy, yeah. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but like, there's like, that's just ingrained in my mind. There is something and, like beautiful about that, honestly. You know yeah, I mean? like a weird way. You know what I mean? And I feel like as an artist, you might not always be trying to do that. Nowadays, everyone's trying to do that, but it's almost like when, like you said, you it comes out. It's not a thing you wrote for that reason. It just came out, and now it's sticking in someone's right, mind. That's right, like right, for so sure. organic and so perfect. I think for me, it's like. To me, at least, I don't know, I don't speak for everyone, but I think, like, the most genuine thing is, like, when the intention is kind of attached to that, where it's, like, mm. I'm having, like, like I want this to be, like, the song on the album that people remember, or I want this to be, like, the line that, like, stays in someone's head and that they, like, think through a million times and they're, yeah. like, falling asleep or whatever. And it, like, makes them, like, think about something or whatever. And yeah. that's, that's kind of, like, what your artistic Because I, think, is, I, I think, think, like, as an artist, probably, when you have one of those lines, you kind of know it off the bat. Yeah. You're like, this no, is going to stick. It definitely yeah. does. It's the type of thing where it's, like, you're, like, you're sitting down. For me, it's weird because, like, my I'm the type of person that a lot of times when I'm, like, writing music, it's not always, like, I don't always just, like, sit down and just write things out. It's kind of, like, a line, like, come to me when I'm on the subway or something or right. I'm, like, walking around. Just one, but like, line about thing, one specific thing and then you yeah, just build off Yeah, so one that. line is yeah. just, like, this is a winner. Like, right. build off mm. that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Love it. That is cool. Do you have any shows coming up? Um, I've had a lot recently. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're always performing, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Can we expect anything in the new year? Yeah, so with this album, you can actually expect a music video. Okay. Say. There have been there have been a couple of music videos that have been already out with the project. Yeah. But one, I guess I'll just give away a little. <laughs> oh, yeah, give go. us some titles. Give us, or, give us yeah, all yeah. the details. It's for the song with Tayshaun, actually. Yes. It's for In My Solitude, which is like... With, they, uh, that's the one that Amanda Shea speaks It is, yeah, 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 for sure. What's cool about this music video, I don't want to give too much away about it because I want it to be kind of a big thing when it comes out, but it's kind of something we spent a whole year working on it, and it's, like, kind of includes things from, like, all four seasons of, like, a kind of a year in Boston. Oh, I love it. Does it include a shot of you standing in the exact same spot at a certain point during the seasons? <laughs> it should have on it. Damn <laughs> like, it. Yeah. Should have, like, over-directed. If you need a video director, I have zero experience and I would love to do it. (laughs) But yeah, that and then also like as I mentioned, I've been like really like trying to like work with just as many people as I can. And like something I've been like fortunate enough about is that like with this album I think like in like the music I've released, it's kind of been able to like get my name out in like kind of a way where it's like working with these people and people like I'm able to connect with like fans of them too and they're yeah, able to connect absolutely. with people like listen to me and so that's like the most beautiful thing about it to me honestly yeah and so there have been a lot of people that I've like kind of met along this journey of the past couple of years that I'm like doing different projects with too awesome and so I'm really like trying like this next kind of chapter of my like kind of like career or whatever 
I'm really kind of trying to continue to like kind of seek the balance between like doing my projects and like giving myself kind of enough that I kind of have like this brand and this image right. while at the same time being able to get to work with people that inspire me in like whatever capacity is possible. Hmm. Love it. Yeah, that's the journey. That so- sounds like you know what you want. That's important. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like I said, like you've, a... you've put yourself at a young age in a position to, to call shots. Like, yeah. You know, in terms of... Jesus, crazy here. It, uh, it it's true though. I mean, you kind of like with the whole album, you orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So yeah. it's impressive. You have a, like obviously a lot of leadership qualities. Something as well that I'm as your big on. Ability. Yeah. Something that I'm big on, like in working with different artists, is like kind of like, like oh, I recognize this artist, but it's like kind of in like a setting I haven't heard them before or whatever. Right. And I think it like kind of takes like me and them like kind of together. It takes a lot of trust, but it takes like kind of like everyone collectively kind of stepping out of their comfort zone into yeah. something that's like we're kind of trying to do something new like kind of like put like this unique combination of influences together in a way that like hadn't been done before by this particular person get out of your comfort zone people honestly yeah, yeah no, for sure i think that's, that's where, where growth happens yeah that's i mean to circle back to our uh, beginning of this conversation you talked yeah. about finding people in all these different areas it wasn't like one group or one scene or show yeah. that got you into it you just kept you went out there and you put yourself you in out these there, different yeah. scenarios. I yeah. think that makes it like more like kind of powerful too to the listener because it's like kind of it's not just like it's not just like kind of like one like kind of thing captured. It's kind of like a whole like kind of like experience in Absolutely. a way. Absolutely. And that's what life is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really you have a very comprehensive thought process on all of it, which <laughs> is yeah. awesome. no, you're you're yeah. a deep thinker. <laughs> can, probably, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. That's a good so, thing though. Yeah. So yeah, I'm expecting yeah. a lot out of you. High expectations. Yeah. <laughs> did uh did the Boston Music Awards nominate you for anything? I've worked with a bunch of people that have been. I didn't get it in. Uh, reverse shout out the Boston <laughs> Music Awards. Fuck the Boston. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's this we, week. It's though, all love. It? It's all is love. It? I think it's like it wait, Wednesday or something. Yeah. Is oh my god! Wait, the nominees were announced like exactly one month ago. So. It's usually mid. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember it was the same day as my album preview concert. Like, they usually do the nominees in like September. They did it. Yeah, later they did this it later this year for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it seems fast to have the nominees come out and then like have the winners, but I, you know, I but it's I don't usually... run the Boston Music Awards, and no. I wouldn't do it differently. I wouldn't do anything uh, different at if all. If we did run it, we would have been nominated. <laughs> 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 you know. <laughs> but I shout out to all the podcasts that got nominated. <laughs> And uh, all the musicians, even though Shane Dillon sure. got snubbed, yeah. that album should have been on there. And a couple awesome podcasts. Actually, the album might have come out a little late. The, the album was late. Next <laughs> yeah. year, the album will be on there. Uh, it will be, and we're it's just a, bitter old men who will be, <laughs> will be nothing all. next year. And then <laughs> we'll complain about the Boston Music Awards until they nominate us. Yeah. No. Hey, it works for some people. It does. That's, uh, we're going to keep doing it. It does. No, shout out to everyone that got nominated, though. Yeah, it's, it's honestly yeah, just yeah. a fun game at this point to pretend yeah. like we hate them. Yeah, no, <laughs> we don't actually hate them, and we love all the artists that got yeah. nominated. No, we're for fans. sure. We're fans. Because a bunch of people that have like come with y'all have obviously. Like, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We've, I mean, yeah. we talk all the time. To this day, I think our last podcast we talked about the 2019 Boston Music Awards show. Like we yeah. went, and it was so fun. 
yeah. we like yeah. we I learned of people I didn't know about before and That's fire. just it was awesome. Yeah, yeah so yeah. It's, it's a great time. No, all the performances are always phenomenal. Nothing against the Boston Music Awards and at all. Not saying it because you're here. You definitely will be on that stage in the next year or two, whenever. <laughs> it I mean, you look at yeah. the people who are on your album. Like a lot of them have been nominated yeah, before. So for sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you're in that. Yeah. You're in that circle now. You're Absolutely. in the fraternity. <laughs> yeah, it is a fraternity. What's the hazing like, bro? It's <laughs> a good way to put it. I guess yeah. I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been hazed yet. Damn. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Um, but yeah, honestly, thank you so much for coming on. For um, are there any in particular, like, do you have social medias in, that you want to plug your Shane Dillon everywhere? Yeah, or? you can find me on Instagram, Shane Dillon. It's like Shane Dillon with an X at the end, like S-H-A-N-E-D-Y-L-X-N. You can find me there, and then you can find all my music with the album just released. It's out everywhere. A Star or a Lonely Dreamer. It's out on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, even SoundCloud, wherever you listen to music. Even SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> even SoundCloud, yeah, that old relic. <laughs> but uh awesome so Love yeah it. looking forward to it we're gonna see more in 2022 music videos That's and so, everything yeah for sure different collaborations different people maybe even some new music <laughs> Love definitely, it. definitely some new music i have music. a feeling you're not going anywhere <laughs> yes it's based on not your work yet, ethic yet. and everything you've <laughs> yeah. been doing you're yeah you're here to stay so we'll be seeing you again we'll be seeing you around <laughs> oh, yeah appreciate yeah. you coming on of man course, thanks, thanks for having me absolutely yeah. absolutely thank you shane dillon ladies and gentlemen that's a wrap. <laughs>